and you'll see me uh, frequently uh, fiddling with something in my hands. Um, and, and quite often... <laughs> Sorry, I forgot Dave was playing. <laughs> I, need to, I, need to, I need to watch my words. Hi, this is Steve, aka at AllAnthar on Twitter, and here are some more of my gaming vexes. something a bit different this time instead of our usual blathering on about the games we've been playing we've got someone on the podcast who really knows what they're talking about paul baldowski of just crunch games and all rolled up creator of the fantastic cthulhu hat game and well-known contributor to other games such as simba room joined us to talk about his latest project the d sanction at the time of recording in october 2020 the clock was ticking down to the launch of the kickstarter for paul's game of elizabethan intrigue and supernatural horror and he kindly came on the show to give us an insight into thinking behind the game and to give us a taste of how it's really played the episode is split into two parts to start with we talked to paul about the game and the upcoming kickstarter the second part is a taster of an actual play session of the game I appreciated that actual play or ap as the cool kids call it isn't for everyone so i've abbreviated the session somewhat If you make it that far, I hope you find it interesting. But be warned, the game itself is one of supernatural horror and the AP segment contains elements of violence and body horror that some may find disturbing. But if that doesn't put you off, Paul gives a masterclass in how to GM a session of this type. As regular listeners will know, we have what I like to think of as a troop-style approach to participation on this podcast. And in this episode, I'm joined by my good friends Andrew, at Zoss93 on Twitter, Dave, at Dave Paters, and Neil, at OldScouserRPing. Before we get on with the fun, I'd like to take the time to thank everyone who listens to this podcast. It started partly in response to the weird times we've lived through in 2020, but mainly as a way to share the immense pleasure I get from chatting to my extended gaming group about how we think about games and gaming. Somehow, a small but dedicated following seemed to find this stuff at least mildly diverting, so thanks for taking the time to listen each month or so. If you've got ideas about topics you'd like to discuss, don't be shy about leaving us a voice message or contacting me via Twitter, my social media echo chamber of choice. Even further, if you'd like to come on the podcast to discuss your chosen subject, you'd be very welcome. Finally, I've caved in and realised that what proper podcasters say about leaving positive reviews on iTunes is true. We'd love to hear what you think of the podcast, hopefully good things, and your reviews might help other like-minded people find this stuff. Anyway, enough of that, let's get on with it. So today on a on a, a what's the first for all Anthrex's gaming vexes we managed to uh, convince somebody to come and talk to us <laughs> who, can, who can make sense rather than our usual rambling. So I'd like to welcome uh, Paul Baldowski from uh, Just Crunch Games and also from All Rolled Up. So hi Paul. Hi Steve. Thanks for inviting me along. Thanks very much for joining us. So uh, we've just we've just played a, a, a fantastic game for, of your new game, uh, The D Sanction. I mean you're obviously you're no stranger to writing and designing games, but this new game, The D Sanction, what's your elevator pitch for it? It's a standalone tabletop role playing game. Uh, effectively where you play traitors seeking absolution through investigation and magic in Elizabethan times. You are effectively traitors uh, who have been rescued from the gallows and given the opportunity to seek a pardon. And to that end, you have you have adventure. <laughs> yes, we, cer- we certainly Indeed. had that. <laughs> 
<laughs> that and more, that and more. And so, as far as the, the desanction goes, what do characters do in the game? You are effectively traitors who've uh, you've narrowly escaped the noose. At, at, at this point in uh, in Elizabethan history, at this sort of time, there's no option for sort of going to jail. The only people who end up in jail are normally debtors. They're the sort of people who don't, you know, they're going to be in there a little while to pay their dues. If you commit actual crimes, you're going to end up getting executed. So you're in a situation mm-hmm. where you face that and effectively in this instance you have been given the opportunity to well not die put it that way um and to do this you are you're effectively called into service to defend the realm on behalf of the queen against the unknown the supernatural in this um this situation you are bringing to bear the reason you were heretics the reason you were traitors are you had discovered or been involved with organizations sects some you know religions or otherwise that were counter to the the approach of the queen but dr john d um, has realized the value of effectively harnessing that knowledge uh, to the benefit of the realm so as i said uh, in return for the opportunity of a pardon you are bringing your small knowledge of the supernatural to bear uh, and offering effectively your lives in service to the crown and i know that these section has been in uh, in development for you've been thinking about it for a long long time forever <laughs> okay and what was it that drew your attention because obviously you've most well known for the cthulhu hack which have you know has been very successful i've certainly run and played a lot of games of that what was it about the desanction elizabethan period that really drew um, you in i have been interested in history for 35 years very a very long since, since school basically i went i went yeah. to uh i went to university and studied history and having mm-hmm. got uh, myself on a uh, historical and political studies course at huddersfield polytechnic i realized i had the opportunity to choose modules and mm-hmm. those modules always ended up seeing to seeming to be in that sort of era so i did manage to get sort of courses that were around henry uh, or elizabeth um or the civil war uh, and tried desperately to avoid uh, avoid like modern politics and and that sort of thing uh, but since then i think i've i've always had that kind of interest i just became interested in that period because it seems it, it, it's just a, a point in time i'm sure there are experts that would disagree from my feeling it feels like a sort of mm. a point in time which is full of change effectively there are lots of things changing that, that politically in the society itself you know land is being claimed by the poor mm. are suddenly finding that they can't just simply build their house over there because that bit of land suddenly belongs to you know somebody else who they now have to either pay rent to or whatever or they're going to get chucked out on their ear and religion is changing you know the whole protestant mm. uh, piece you know the uh, the anglican church you know henry the eighth and his the whole situation with dividing himself from the church there just seems to be a lot going on and that just feels again like an opportunity to it feels like an opportunity for adventures to be able to put yourself in that environment and i realize that maelstrom did that in the 80s <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, and I own a copy of it myself, and I've written for Maelstrom, and it's possible that some of my interest in Elizabethan sort of history rose from there. But this is kind of my my take on it. How do you get that Elizabethan sort of context? How do you sort of reflect that in the game? Do you so think? I I, th- I think I've done it in a similar way to Maelstrom in that I haven't tried too hard. Um, I mean, so so I mm. think that the weird thing about Maelstrom is that it was a lot of it was the the flavor around the occupations the professions um it had a very it had yeah. like a five page history section you know there was no there was an expectation mm. that if you wanted to play a historical game you would know 
or find out stuff about history. The game was not going to teach you. And in a way, desanction does mm. something similar. I am not going to spoon feed you Elizabethan history because mm. I feel no. if you want to play the game on the surface, use the adventures that are going to, you know, which I will write. Uh, but at the same time, mm. you know, yeah. um, <laughs> you can play it uh, lightly. But I dislike sitting down at a table to find that there's an expert. <laughs> playing the, mm. playing the yes. game yeah um and that's the that's the expert that expects everything to be done by the letter and this is not just historical this is obviously yeah. fictional you know worlds that they are, mm. are so in-depth in and i've i've done this in the past i you know one of the first games i ever played was middle earth the role-playing game um and you know <laughs> you would always end up at some point playing a game with somebody who knew the silmarillion to the the nth degree <laughs> um and would take you up on something and and that's not what i'm after here the game itself it has background in it it has uh information quite light lightweight information about the the, the setting the sort of experience mm, that somebody yeah. could expect to have and some of the effectively the enemies who are ranged against uh, elizabeth and d but it's a it's a 60 page book i i, I could yeah. reach to a pile of books all elizabethan history or that period and i can't hope yeah. to condense that into a 60 page book that's not what you want in a, in a game is it you want to be getting yes. a flavor of it a sense of a place and a lot of that obviously came through in the description some of those just touches about parts of the city and people's appearance and that sort of thing but what i, I liked as well was that the player characters didn't seem to be particularly heavily powered so i think each of us had a an angelic favor yeah. or something that we could do a little bit of a a knack in the game so is that really where it's pitched in terms of um yeah absolutely level. i mean this is kind of like ordinary people put into extraordinary situations and the expectation is and this is something learned from cthulhu hack where success is not necessarily always a success it was mentioned early on it's success at a price whether it's going to be fixed foil mm -hmm. fixing forward or failing forward or whatever terminology you want to use mm -hmm. when you roll that die if you get a one or two you will succeed with a cost i always wanted to have a game where you are reasonably capable but not not mm. not insanely so. I, the, the, I, I've I've never been involved with a with a, a campaign with levels. I, I genuinely have never played a game long enough to gain a level in anything. Okay, um, so so. Um, <laughs> You probably played in one of those games. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> was it was it old school? I, 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 no, I mean, although I think in Middle Earth, I might have played a character long enough to gain a few, you know, additional, level, you know, degrees of proficiency yeah. or whatever. But you know, I've I've not been 2%. a person who sat down and played like Pathfinder or D and D to fifteenth or twentieth level. Mm. Um, and and this game is, again, it's it's probably more like Maelstrom or indeed. You know, the perfect example of the game where you never actually get any better, Traveller, yeah? Mm. Classic Traveller. You just had some skills, yeah? yeah. Uh, and and ultimately, there, there were no real rules about... There are no rules about progression, if I remember correctly. They, but no, so, not, no. so So you yeah. can improve in this game, but you start as ordinary and you'll you'll carry on as ordinary. Mm. Um, and another thing I've, mm. I've sort of drawn from Cthulhu Hack is I quite like the idea of a campaign where the characters involved mm. are less important than the events that go on around them. The desanction exists mm. from the 1560s through to the 1590s um, with a bit of uh, edge case. So, so in terms of D mm. is doing things before that and he's 
doing things after that period, but that's kind of like the key area where the desanction is functional. Um, it effectively comes into existence because Elizabeth enacts a piece of legislature called the Act Against Witchcraft Enchantment and something else i don't recall in 1563 uh, and john d pushes okay. in 1564 to have a amendment made to the act that magic sh can and should be used in defense of the realm and that amendment is called the desanction and that's from where the the mm. name of the organization comes so um effect mm, so effectively so cool. <laughs> you are part of the desanction and the desanction will exist even when you are you know dead <laughs> insane, insane in a yeah. pit ripped to sunder whatever <laughs> whatever comes first <laughs> obviously touching on, on the system there and if you were to give a quick overview of the, of the core yeah. mechanic because obviously with Cthulhu hack you have d20 rolls and there aren't any of that in d sanction as far as we've as yeah we've so seen, i mean so. if anything came out of the Cthulhu hack it was that simple and compact actually worked well for people as a sales pitch mm-hmm you know the the mm. the range of mythos games run the full gamut from those that are virtually storytelling with the occasional roll of a d6 through to ones where you have crunchy characters that can't be generated in less than an hour and you know mm. Cthulhu hack was always on the lower end of that and so i wanted to have a similar sort of complexity in the mechanics and, and oddly enough a couple of years ago on google plus remember that um mm -hmm. uh there was <laughs> the, olden the olden days there was somebody who asked me whether it was possible for cthulhu hack to get rid of the investigative part of the system and just use a d20 with the the six abilities mm. uh, and i had to mm. think about it and i i think i po i posted an entry on the blog about how you could do it so this you know because I, mm. I love messing around with mechanics um but actually in mm. doing that I had been trying to, so Cthulhu Hack was published in 2016. Desanction, the idea for it, came to me in 2013. But the mechanics was the bit that really killed me. I just couldn't come up with the mechanics that I mm. could settle on. I originally started with basically you roll 2d6 and you you want a 7. And it, and it so sort, sort of, but you needed to get a 7, not <laughs> yes, above a 7 yeah, yeah, or below. Yeah. You need to get a 7. Oh, okay. So it was actually exactly. looking at, so um, or basically uh, a 6, 7, or 8. If you had a skill, so it was looking at, I was trying to find a way to do percentages. So again, it was about ordinary mm. people who can be good some of the time, but not all of the time. You're not heroes, you're just people. Mm. But then having had this request, it occurred to me that I could actually go in the opposite direction and use the investigative system from Cthulhu Hack, which owes its its bloodline to the utility. Is it the usage usage mechanic from Black Hack? And it felt, mm -hmm. I, I didn't want to do it diminishing necessarily, but it felt like there was something there. And this idea of having percentages, if you roll a, a, a four-sided die and you get, a, you know, it, you want to not get a one or two, you still got a 50% 50, 50 chance of succeeding. It just felt like something worth pursuing. So if you've got a D6, you've still got a chance of failing, but you've got a better chance of succeeding. So I started fiddling around with it. And that's basically the core mechanic of the desanction. You, you have a die, you roll it, and you want to avoid the one or two. You will always succeed, but the one or two will fail you forward um, and you will suffer some hindrance or hurt. And I know other systems have done that kind of 
dice. I think Savage Worlds really is probably an example of dice against abilities. Um, but that, the idea here was to pursue something similar to the resource mechanic. Uh, it gave me what I wanted. And the more I worked on it, the more it seemed to fit. So that's essentially what the desanction is in terms of mechanics. And it's not simple. You can create a character very quickly as well because the, the game system includes mm. a bunch of tables you just roll against to create a character or it's very simple just to choose some skills and and assign some dice to abilities and again like Cthulhu the hack you, you've got yeah. a character in moments and i notice you've got a like almost like an advantage disadvantage mechanic in there as well with dice indeed going up yeah and down, yeah so is, that, uh, that that yeah. effectively was I think to a to a degree that was as I, as I worked on it, I realised I needed to have some kind of dynamic to be able to do that. Uh, and the more mm. I worked on it, the the more that felt like the, the the approach to take. So yeah, that's exactly what happened. It works really well in play as well. Mm. From certainly from from my perspective, it makes a lot of sense. And you feel the sense of when you're at a, a D six and you're going down to a D four because something's difficult. It's uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's Squeaky still a 50 chance. <laughs> it, also, it, just, it, also it doesn't feel like a fifty. Yeah. It, I mean, that's yeah. fair odds, you know. It also it also adds it to the impetus, doesn't it? If you're not having to sort of continually look up crit mm. tables and all the rest of it, you can just get into it very, very yeah. quickly, yeah. and away you go. Doesn't hold hold the sort of the uh, yeah. So, the so, so the, the actual mechanics around it in the game have like uh, effectively like consequences of your actions in that there are conditions that will make things easier or harder so somebody helping you might increase the die or or weather conditions or lightning lighting conditions or something might reduce it or you know as as we experienced during that mm. you know i i and it's something you make ad hoc on the fly there's no there's there's no table there there's just a guidance to say if it's harder drop the die if it's easier raise the die and the same applies to opponents it's very much like through the hack if an opponent is big and strong it's going to mean that it makes it harder to hit it or beat it so you lose a die or maybe two or you end up in a situation like uh, gage did where actually you can only choose to fail but so do you sort of thing you, this is going to hurt <laughs> do, do you want to carry on yeah um, Do you see a, a version of Cthulhu hack in the future that uses this system that or, or you just see them as two. There'll always be two separate systems. I think having got to the point where it feels like this system's working, I, I don't think I'd want to change the Cthulhu hack from where it stands. Because I think it's got a it's got mm. a I might egotistically say a loyal fan base. <laughs> 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 it's got, you know, and, and if anything, I've pr I've prided myself that from the moment it came out in 2016 to now, the core mm. system is exactly the same. Nothing, nothing has changed. It's been mm. refined. You know, the 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 core book doubled in size in terms of font getting smaller. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> it, the actual book didn't get much bigger. You know, but a lot of it was refining it. It was yeah. adding detail to it, um, yeah. and and how you actually run the game rather than changing anything. If the desection sanction works out well, I might well to do other, do other things with it. And I, I, actually, having mentioned the fact that the desanction exists over a long period of time, the timeline in the mm. game includes different periods where you could potentially have different campaigns. So for example, a lot of what happens is down to what King Henry VIII did in the 1530s with the whole breaking from the, the Church of Rome and the dissolution of the monasteries, effectively taking away the effigies and stuff that had been part of the church, weakened the fabric between our world and the supernatural. And it has resulted in this mess that effectively just gets worse and worse as the fabric of reality begins to tear apart. So at the very beginning, 
there is a notion of a campaign called safety lies in fear uh, where which is a bit more almost like dungeoneering where effectively in the 1540s mm. you have these monasteries that have been torn down where there are still potential to find treasures and so forth you could go dungeoneering effectively you could have people go and try to find the treasures and so forth that at the same time these sites because they are part of the weakness have become haunted or, or you know supernatural things have come out i feel like a campaign setting <laughs> glastonbury so so on, yeah so the intention That'd is definitely really to cool. develop sort of different parts of it and if it goes well yeah. then to use it in other games i love that idea actually of uh, dungeoneering you know when everything's changed and and, and uh, the supernatural world is pushing through and so on that sounds excellent I so, thought the system worked really well, yeah. The mm-hmm. fail forward mechanic. As Gage, I had I had an option to do something heroic, even though I knew it was going to cost me uh, an arm and a leg, shall we say. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, no, I really like the background, Paul. I mean... I think that, you know, the, the lightness of the system is very telling because mm. it, it almost wasn't a consideration for a lot of the game. Mm. We've got these few things that define our... Um, uh, the, the kind of person we are, you know, affiliations and contacts expertise and abilities mm. of relatively simple stuff but there's a, there's there's a lot there you know there's enough there to kind of start developing something and i think that just added a lot of depth to it and i really like that the system system does what it needs to do when it needs to do it it leaves yeah. a lot of space doesn't it so i think i'm just reflecting on whether and i suppose the cthulhu hat comes to this as well it's not for or is it for starting mm. role players where do you think is it positioned is it is it open to new players do you think or is it i, I think this you is probably fitting? one of the areas where i have had a constant niggle at the back of my mind about where it sits because mm. um i think cthulhu hack is at heart an investigation system which requires Mm. that you understand what's going on sort of thing i'm i'm again i was i'm mm. not spoon feeding you lovecraft in there you know the, the discovering yeah. the mythos is up to you that i mean the background in cthulhu hack is one page it's always been one page the mythos 101 just gives you a very you know rough guidance and it gives you some pointers uh in in the more recent versions in terms of you know how you're going to run a game and why you're running it i think perhaps desanction has a little more but it's still it's still along the lines of if mm. I don't think somebody who knows nothing about history is going to pick it up necessarily, yeah. but I don't see why yeah. they couldn't. This, you know, the system is very yeah. simple. There is an outline in there. And if it's something that appeals to you in terms of the background, then, you know, I think people will go for it. But it's in the back of my head. I'm thinking, will, would somebody just pick this up with, yeah. without, without yeah. me to yeah. sell it to well, the especially- convention? <laughs> Well, we'll do our best, yeah. but uh, but that, yeah. there won't be a section which is what is an RPG. I think there's a there's one, a very there's say. a very brief what is an RPG yeah. section. Yeah, and there's yeah. also but there's yeah, an adventure yeah. in okay. there. Um, and you know, um, so yeah. there is a, an idea of what the adventure should be about. So, if if you're creating a character yourself, I think as as Neil was sort of saying, that expertise and ability and abilities, as well as the affiliations and contacts, gives you sort of quite a a way to personalize it the character and you'll you'll look for greater and more opportunities to use those abilities and things as opposed to i've got to be strong or i've got to have a great wisdom Mm. modifier or whatever it might be or or i'm going to spend my time i'm going to put 60 in shotgun (laughs) and uh you know it doesn't quite work 
that way. You can't. It yeah. doesn't look like you can min max yourself. It's a you end in, up with in, slightly in a better, way, more rounded character. I think it's um, to play. I, I don't think this is a reaction to it, but um, being a fan of and an occasional writer for Simbarum, which is a, a relatively yeah. simple system, mm. which is. Yeah. Uh, has engaged people who are of the min-max persuasion, who then go out there asking about what the best build would be and you know what they should choose. I'm not saying that I write systems to stop those people playing my games, but <laughs> no, because because I don't, I don't. But 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 I'm not saying that. But You're not if saying they pick that. this up, they won't be able to do that. Yeah, they they, they will be able to play it. They can play a game, it's a different but the game is it? definitely not about yeah. finding the, the right build. You know, you're not going to be trying to work out how to get your yeah. Tifling yeah. Paladin to, you know, to get the right combination of feats. Um, that, that's just not going to happen. And if anything, I've probably yeah. taken a leaf out of games like like uh, the Cypher system, Numenera, where skills are almost just a word. There's no description of what a skill is because it's assumed mm. that if you if you look at carousing mm. or you look at mechanics, basically mm. it's it is what it is. And the idea mm. is that if you say my character's got mechanics mm. to the GM, if the situation allows for it, they'll give you that die that leg up on the dice, and you'll be able to roll with you know uh, the extra possibility mm. of success. Um, but there's no need to worry about whether you've got the right combination yeah. of uh, abilities to do it. Paul, you're saying that um, obviously you'd hope it would appeal to history lovers, people with an interest in Elizabethan time period. I noticed obviously on the cover and on your fantastic T-shirt, you've got the uh, Sigium de Math. So I'm wondering if you think the um, the game might sell to people whose interest in D lies in that direction, in the direction of the Western mystery tradition, which is where my own kind of interests lie. I mean, so so I, I am open to the possibility that it will it will appeal to people who have an interest in in the sort of thing that D studied, and mm. the sort of the whole. Uh, structure that he he invested his life into rather yeah. than just the, you know rather than the history at the same yeah. time i am bracing myself for those people who take it as as an affront <laughs> about what i've done to, done to it because if anything, i mean is there any actual enochian magic within the book so i mean there's... no so <laughs> No, so to be clear, it's as as I said, very much the game is about ordinary people facing extraordinary things. D, um, you know, there's an the, the adventure in the book has both D and Kelly in it uh, right, uh, yeah. at the period in time when they were traveling mm. in Europe, uh, so yeah. so in the eighty uh, 1580s, um, and they by all means are, are able to. I'll, I'll say wield Enochian magic, but let's face it, that. It's not true at all. Uh, you know, they they had aspirations to uh, to unlock the you know this hidden language, uh, this ancient language that had been lost. But you know, uh, it's just it's it's a, a part of the game, and I, I think that this is part of the flexibility of it. You can play it up by all means, but yeah. at the beginning, in the core book, you you, you, you don't have any <laughs> magical ability, so there is no sure. magic system yeah. in the in the core book. Um, yeah. And that's kind of, you know, I, I think maybe a lesson learned from Cthulhu Hack, um, uh, the same, you know, the, 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 the magic had no business being in the hands mm. of the players, not to say that it wouldn't be something that could be added later on. So obviously you, you're here to talk about the, uh, the Kickstarter, which is uh, coming up on the, uh, the 1st of November. 
So do you want to tell us a little bit about that, just so we can uh, you know, get our credit cards ready for when it Yeah, uh, so hits. as you said, the Kickstarter uh, is 1st of November. Uh, it will run for three weeks. Um, and the, the focus of it is mm-hmm. to fund the, uh, the initial print run and also the art for, for the book. So the, the basic yep. levels will be for the PDF, a soft cover, or a cloth-covered hard black with a foil gold sigil on the front of the book, and uh, not not to weight you in any direction with the description. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, Let me know which one. One put uh, my uh, my name down. For. Um, you, you had and, me at hard. Uh, <laughs> there will also be in the actual levels that the highest level is the agent of D, which will also include a special all rolled up game roll of a design which is still in process so i have the basic game role um however there will be a badge on it and the badge is something i'm still in the process of designing but uh that will be limited in number uh, at the moment it's set to 50 i am in consultation with the manufacturers of all rolled up <laughs> um uh, about how much material they have available so there may be slightly more than 50 um but once it's gone uh. it's gone so they will only be available in the form so in in the kickstarter it will actually have a buckle as well so it'll be a metal buckled uh, all rolled up which normally is only only appears on our yeah. uh, oil skins uh, but yes we have there is a design yeah. that has a buckle um and uh yeah so that's the the top level and they'll there'll then be add-ons if you want to sort of uh, throw in you know more soft covers or a hard cover or uh, or even or even some cthulhu hack if you haven't got Excellent. all of that already <laughs> why not why not and what about um what about stretch so goals the, um uh, uh, this is this is me being sensible ultimately you know because this is the this is the the, the first time i've actually uh, run a kickstarter um i i i will freely admit that i have uh-huh. um backed a lot <laughs> um however the kickstarter has been run under all rolled up so it looks like i've only ever backed three but i can assure you the actual number is 40 times larger than that um so <laughs> Um, so, uh, in terms of uh, stretch goals, um, there will be uh, the inclusion of there'll be adventures. So the core book comes with an adventure, but there will be uh, opportunities if we reach stretch goals to have additional adventures, which would be available as PDFs. The one we just played, for example, will yep. be one of those. There is um, mm-hmm. I'm working with uh, Evelyn Moreau, Canadian artist, to produce. Uh, she's doing the art for the book, and there's a stretch goal to basically get more art which uh, i'm looking into at the moment in terms of how much uh, evelyn will be able to produce for the book there's a, a mm-hmm. short bestry in the core book which i also would potentially extend if we reach a stretch goal evelyn has done in the past a range of uh, tiny adventurer uh, images like little miniature pictures on cards yeah. i have asked her if it would be possible yeah. to do a tudor range to extend that and at dragon meat <laughs> last year i had a partially completed map of london uh, the, the so basically there mm-hmm. is the intention to yeah. do uh, a detailed supplement in future called the Osselstone hundred uh, which will deal with the area of london close to the tower and there'll be a stretch goal for basically mm-hmm. that map to be uh, completed and made available to to everyone so there are stretch goals in there but they're they're relatively contained no absolutely so they're they're, they're, all, they're all digital of, uh, um, slow and down. none of them are 
inex, mm-hmm. you know, inextricably tied to the core book. So uh, I think the, oh, yeah. the, the bestiary and more art Excellent. would be the only things that would extend the size of the core book. So the intention is to yeah. fulfill. I'm aiming yeah. for April 2021, but I, I fully expect, given the fact that the book is 95%, yeah. 96% written, um, that it would be sooner than that. And you've already made alluded to you've got obviously ideas for the future of the game yeah, in terms yeah. of so so for example, cetera, yeah, as so, I said, safety license uh, sphere yeah. is like the earlier period from the from the fifteen forties uh, and fifteen fifties. Mm. The adventure you were just in in the fifteen nineties is a period called the School of Night, where effectively the the D sanction has fallen out of favor because D himself has returned from Europe and has completely failed apparently to, to do what he set out to do and eventually gets foisted off to Manchester to, uh, to the, the, the college there. He gets, yeah, he gets sent to Manchester. Yeah, um, so during that <laughs> period, worse than death. Uh, there other, other people sort of arise in his place uh, <laughs> and the school of night kind of takes the position that the D sanction previously has. Uh, although it would appear the school of night has, uh, darker intentions than the desanction did. So uh, the desanction oh, continues to exist, uh, but yeah, in a, in a much uh, stripped back state. So yeah, those various there are various points on the timeline which I would like to adv- uh, extend as, as supplements later on. Sounds good. So a suitably mysterious point to end on. Thanks very much, Paul, for taking time out. So it's the first of November kickstarter obviously you know it'll be all over social media as soon as it comes up and i know that's obviously we'll be making efforts yeah. to to drive that forward as well good luck with it the desanction.com right. as well is a website which has the information yeah. all right i'll put all that stuff as well look at look mm-hmm. and th- thank you Stephen, uh, and all, all the rest of you for a fantastic game that was great yeah thanks for running In 1593, Dr. John Dee, a man of state, is out of favour at the court of Elizabeth I. Having returned from an ill-fated foreign venture, Dee found that his brother-in-law, Nicholas Cromont, had sold much of his property in his absence. Much of this was at worst an inconvenience, but amongst the items sold had been his irreplaceable alchemical equipment and a number of books of occult significance that Dee would require to re-establish his position at court. Thus, certain diverse criminals, whose lives would be forfeit, if not for the questionable mercy of the desanction, have been dispatched to Deptford to seek out one book in particular, a heavily annotated copy of the Book of the Dead Names. Before we begin our tale proper, let us meet at the Cabal of Agents. I am Lake. Uh, I, I am ostensibly a porter, with a, sort of somebody who has a bit of a hankering after the nobility, but I'm a very, a very sort of particular man, a very sort of uh, everything has a place and everything in its place. But I also have uh, the byproduct of being able to produce small things when they're needed most and in this particular situation I'm thinking of a candle that I may have secreted about myself. I I joined the Brothers of the Rose uh, who who believe in insight lies in the study of the esoteric truths of the past uh, and have also had a a quick shifty at the Problemata record of devices and mechanism made or theorised by the ancient Greeks so I'm I'm, I'm a reasonably well educated porter I'm going to say. I'm Gage I'm a courtier in fact so I'm actually involved in some of the uh, lands that's looked after by the Crown. That's part of my job. And I'm quite obsessed with buried treasure, particularly buried secrets. Always have an ear open for any anything I might overhear that I think might come 
come in useful. Um, I'm actually obsessed with finding the truth of things because I, I, I believe that uh, everything has become mired in falsehood, even including our faith. And I believe that once we start finding these truths, it will lead us to the purification and bring about the acquisition of the Philosopher's Stone. I'm Fox, a horse trader. I imagine I'm a, an imposing character, thick of arm and probably of girth as well. And, uh, you know, one of those people who's, who has a barely discernible neck connecting his shoulders to his head. Having said that, I am also quite deft, uh, and you'll see me uh, frequently uh, fiddling with something in my hands. And those things often end up in, in pieces on a table somewhere. I'm Egerton. I'm a, a youngish man, uh, probably somewhat like the lake, a bit of a, a, a bit of a fop, I think, uh, a clerk of the temple. And as a youngish man, as, an, as a studious fellow, spent a lot of time in and out of taverns, and uh, also as a, as, a, as a clerk, pretty uh, handy at finding your way in and out of places you shouldn't be. Uh, usually liquor cabinets or the, the boudoirs of the, uh, the, the daughters of the, the great and the master of the temple. Unfortunately, he's, uh, he's also a devout Catholic. And as such, he fears, he's been found out as a, as a heretic and he fears, not sure which he fears most, either the flames of hell or the flames of the, uh, of the of the pyre, as he says, put to the torch. And so he's hoping to keep the, all those things as bay as far as possible, uh, while still enjoying a bit of a carouse when he can. Having crossed the Thames, the Cabal make their way to a house known to be the last known location of the book, and make contact with one Edgar Ball, caretaker. Ball provides a key to the property, held in the name Humphrey Gilbert, long since drowned in the wreck of his sea vessel, the Squirrel. Oddly enough, this had occurred soon after his acquisition of the book. Gaining access to the abandoned house, these agents examine their surroundings. I sort of slap Lake on the shoulder and I say, come on, Lake, this could be an awful lot worse. There's a little bit of dust, never hurt anybody. The dust and mould, they'll be, they'll be airing this room for a, for a decade. Like it's been shut for a decade. Are there any disturbances in the dust? Is the dust... Uh seem to be laying across everything roughly similar proportions or ah, uh, so um uh yes probably i mean there is um if you make a uh, roll uh, a d6 roll for intellectual i got a three so um you notice that um while the dust is um relatively even there does appear to be a trail that seems to run a course around the house as if um, perhaps edgar the caretaker may return here on on occasion to 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 check that all is well um or at least that's the what you almost what you tell yourself in, in immediacy because that's all you really have to uh, to assume but um yeah, it seems to uh, to be a, a, a light uh, trail, which is, is barely discernible because the dust seems to settle in between. So you would guess that um, his f visits are infrequent. I, I'd like to, I, I have an ability called uh, Second Sight, which gives me a strong sense of the other world. So I'll put my hand to my temple and kind of reach out, see if I get any kind of sense of otherworldliness about this place. I, I step back from this. <laughs> this, is, uh, <laughs> this is smacks of witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> if you were that afraid of witchcraft, you wouldn't be here. I, I'm here just because of my faith, that, that, my dearness, the true faith. 
and for no other reason. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd keep that quiet if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's no longer true anyway. <laughs> it's 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 um you do ho- you hold your hand out and you get a it's a sort of dull pain run the length of your arm um to the extent that it, it reaches your elbow and you you sort of jerk spasmodically as if you just struck your elbow against the table edge um yeah. and you can't quite discern where the sensation is coming from but there's definitely something odd uh okay I grit my teeth and and I turn around to everyone, and, and I think they'll probably know. That means I've, you know, and shaking my arm as well. Uh, you know, there's something definitely here. You should be, mm. should be cautious. As you, as you, Mr. as you turn your gaze around towards them and utter these words, your eyes settle on the paneling in the corridor. There's a stairway that rises to the to the upper level. Um, and your eyes inexplicably settle on a panel before which there stands a an almost unidentifiable statuette. It seems to be uh, it's pitted uh, stone, um, barely discernible what sort of figurine it is, suggestive of some um, ancient sort of god or you know some sort of uh, small god type figure, maybe from you know. Could, could be Roman for all you know, but uh, it's sat on a pedestal in front of this panel, and for some reason, your eyes are drawn to it as you utter those words. So, I'm, I'm, I want to know whether this is a um, uh, what culture it's from and whether I make it any recognition of it. Um, something as, as someone who's, who's delved into uh, a lot of uh, uh, academic knowledge, knowledge I probably shouldn't have. So, um, I shall be mean spirited and drop you a die from a, a D8 to a D6, because I don't think you okay. have any particular knowledge in this area. So it ah, would be, uh, you know, okay. a, a chance morsel that you've picked up. So you can just roll the D6 and uh, see if you... Oh, I've got a one. You believe that actually your first thinking was maybe Roman, maybe Etruscan, mm. uh, something uh, of, of that ilk. Uh, but now you wonder whether it's something older still. Um and um, you 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 get a really uncomfortable feeling uh, yourself from this, almost like the the statue itself is is looking back at you um, somehow. Um, and you are you stand affixed, sort of staring at its eyes, and it stares back at you. Can I, I want to turn around? I'm going to grab uh, um, Lake's uh, his handkerchief, and I'm going to, I'm going to put it over the head of this uh, this statue. And I'm gonna sort of turn around with sort of pale expression. So this this place is so, evil. So effectively, yeah. effectively, next time you take a physical action, you are gonna be disconcerted um, by this experience. Right. Um, it just means I'll drop drop okay. you a die, which will probably not not turn out well for you. But anyway, so brilliant. Can, can I just ask from a, a game system point of view then that dropping the die is that a permanent thing from Steve's point of view for this? No, it's scenario? it's temporary. Right. In this case, just for the next physical okay. diary. All right. So, so, so oh, uh, Mr. Gage, Mr. Gage, let me let me light your way. Uh, mind out, Edgerton. Let, let's have a look at this statue properly, and I'll pull out my um, candle, having lit it, because obviously I'm extremely prepared. 
can we shine a little bit more light on this statue? Do I recognise it? Anything to do with Greece? So, what knowledge are you drawing on in particular? Well, I'm just wondering. You said it was sort of Etruscan, maybe, which obviously predates the Roman Empire. I'm wondering whether anything would have turned up as a device or a mechanism uh, in Greece at all. Um, okay, so you can you can make a, an intellectual roll as well. It's also reduced by one die, so you're in, on a d4. I rolled a three. Okay. Um, you generally do think it is Etruscan. Um, and you think, as a result, that um, Edgerton is confused at best. Uh, probably late Etruscan, so possibly something that, uh, yeah, has, has wended its way, uh, probably from the hands of a collector on the continent. Okay, so I sort of turned to you and I've seen something like this. I think it's a little, a little later in the Etruscan period, but it has got funny, starey eyes, mm. though. I'm not quite sure about that. Does, is, is that pronounced more in the candlelight? To be honest, or... now that you're looking at it, it doesn't look particularly scary at all. Um, you're beginning to wonder, perhaps, you know, is it possible that Edgerton has um, had a, a whiff of the spirits, never mind the uh, uh, something else? I'm, I'm aiming at a 45 <laughs> nip before heading out into the, the streets. He's been at the communion that. wine a bit too much. <laughs> cl- 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 let me have a little bit. borrow your candle, sir. Good Lord, of course, uh, Mr. Gage. Okay. Absolutely, and hand over. Okay, I'm going to have a look at it. I'm looking for alchemical stuff, so either so symbology, either maybe in the position of its hands or the way it's standing, or is there any alchemical symbols carved on it anywhere that I would recognise? Uh, you two can make a uh, an intellect roll. A6, five. So uh, you do not find any specific alchemical symbols. There are uh, sigils or glyphs upon the base. You suspect it's just some, it's unclear whether it's decorative or whether it's a language. You're not familiar with the uh, the tongue. Uh, however, it does look like it's broken up into words. Um, there is something, uh, also uh, a suggestion of uh, natural symbols. There's a couple of uh, images almost like animals, like uh, maybe possibly goats or deer, or, or it's really hard to tell. They're very small figures, but yeah. Can I can I draw this or even better, make like a rubbing of it if I've got some charcoal and some paper? Yep. Make a sort of... uh, by, by all means. Uh, fun, funny, funny you should say that, Mr. Gage. I have, I have the very things here. Uh, a small piece of charcoal and, and perhaps you'd like to use this part so, so while, while that's uh, going on, I, I did um, detect the the, the uh, mention of the um, statue being in front of a panel. So I'm going to have a closer look behind the statue and see if and inspect the panel behind it as well to you know give it a press and and, and so on. Uh, uh, contact with it um, makes you realise that it seems to be hollow. Uh, there's uh, some kind of open space behind this panel uh, and pressing it there is uh, there is just enough give to suggest there's a kind of spring to it um that if you were you, you were to uh, find some mechanism you suspect that it, this would open now now mr fox uh, i also am uh, somewhat w- uh, well acquainted mm. with the basics of modern machinery as well as expertise in the business of hiding and finding things mm. i wonder if you just let me have a look at that panel and Course, open it for you so that you may present yourself not yourself both is the panel halfway up the stairs did you say no it's it? in, so it's in the it's beneath effectively yeah beneath the stairs before the oh okay mm. Can I? How do I? Um, how do so I work my expertise and abilities? You set set about 
looking for the mechanism. It's something that you do because you have familiarity with both concealment and mechanics. Uh, you are the ideal individual to look for this. And so you set about finding the mechanism. Um, indeed, so as Lake is doing this and um, Fox, you've stepped back having having had the uh, um, the porter intercede. You realize on the edge of hearing, you can hear there are, there are voices outside the property. Oh, well, yeah, can I go and um, get closer to the door and see if I can, or a window, I guess, would be the sensible thing. The, uh, assume the windows here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are, yeah. Just open the curtain, a pink if the curtains are shut and, and, and have a look. You can see uh, there are half a dozen hooded and cloaked figures outside who are ranged around the front of the property. Um, and along with them, you can see Ed Gubble, um, who is uh, engaged in a raised conversation with one of the figures. You can hear him cry uh, something along the lines of, you said I could have the money before you entered the property. I want to leave here sooner rather than later. I have no desire to be here when things kick off. Give me the money now. Is there a lock on the front door? I presume because we can't we need uh, to lock yes. the key yep, to get absolutely. in. Absolutely, you could lock it. Okay, going to go and lock and mm. bolt the front door, and then I'm going to say to uh, to Fox, just just check the rear and make sure uh, the rear. Okay, well, I think we need to reinforce this door. There, I'm thinking maybe push something up against it, stop them bashing it down, and I, I'll I'll uh, cautiously. I'm a little bit, if I'm honest, I'm a bit scared of going into the dark on my own because we all know the dead linger in the dark. So I, I'm not. I, I'm. I was going to say I'll turn the lights on, but of course, uh, <laughs> then I remembered the period. So uh, do we have a spare candle or a light? Uh, uh, let, let me check my pockets, uh, Mister Mister Fox. Uh, it, it appears I do have another candle, which, which is. Indeed, yeah. because you had noticed that there were like You're candelabras and, and at least type, like sconce type arrangements on the wall, but none of them bear mm. any candles. It's clear, you know, as the place is well, empty. Yes, anyway. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly no no mm. point to have uh, placed candles in in them uh, in the uh, meantime. You can hear the the sound of the the argument outside raise uh, in in volume somewhat. Edgar is demanding his money, and you hear hissed an almost hissed response barely audible and finally edgar says well damn it i i shall i shall warn them of your presence i shall and then you hear a, a gurgle and a thud and and right this is uh, this is edward ball a, getting his just and a hissing voice edgar ball rather surround the place find them find a way in and retrieve it Eager to escape the threat from without, the agents opened the panel to reveal a passage leading downwards. Thus, the agents head downwards into the darkness, where they encounter a room containing some few crates and sacks marked with the name The Squirrel. More surprisingly, portraits hang on the wall, depicting the dashing figure of Humphrey Gilbert as he was some twenty years before. Investigating the room and the pictures thoroughly, they find nothing of note save that the sacks appear to contain a sort of dried meat that not even the local rats are willing to eat. Observing a curtain leading onto another passage, the cabal moves onwards into the oppressive darkness. Okay, so pull, pull the curtain back and, and check out the passageway, I assume. Mm -hmm. It's a passageway beyond. There is indeed a passageway beyond. Um, it uh, continues at more or less level for some distance, but 
um, after uh, about 20 yards, um, you note that uh, as the candlelight uh, improves your vision, you can see that there is um, there are piles of rubble. Um, it looks like the ceiling has partially given away. Uh, and above, you can see a suggestion of some kind of possibly a passage uh, above you, um, but it is half choked with rubble uh, to the extent that you would have trouble being able to push up through the hole. Um, it's easy enough mm. to climb over what is in here to continue along this passage. Um, but what's also noticeable is that there is a strong smell that you would it's a chemical sort of odor in the air around the point where the rubble is lying in the passage is it is it anything i recognize from my alchemical uh, researches at all the smell explosive maybe yeah i mean sulfurous type smell yeah, there is a sulfurous uh, edge to uh, to it mm, so, so somebody tried to collapse this by the sounds of it Either that or someone tried to break into it from a cellar uh, in an adjacent property, perhaps. I mean, mm. how, I don't know how far we've gone, but... Uh, or someone was trying to break does, out. Does maybe. it look like if the does it look like the, there was an explosion to collapse? Would, would that, you know, from from the... Does it look like there was a wall that somebody's blown through or does it, or is it an explosion to kind of collapse the ceiling? Is it... or, 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 or break through the ceiling, anyway. Mm. It, it looks like something has shattered the ceiling above um which is effectively the floor of whatever lies above you um and that the debris from that explosion has has can, scattered into the passageway can we tell can we tell if it was blown up from this side or from above or is that beyond our um talent? I, holding the candle high you can see that there appear to be uh, there are faint marks above that you can just see through the gap in the in the rubble that um, it looks like there's perhaps another passage above, um, and you can see there's there's almost dark sort of cinder marks on the on the walls up there. Uh, it looks like someone's tried to break in rather than so, breaking out. Yeah. Okay. So, so the so the passage goes up. It doesn't continue on the other side of our passage. Maybe Effectively, it looks no. like the passage you're in. Um, is crossed by a passage above. So mm -hmm. potentially there must yeah, be someone... a way ahead of you to oh, be able yeah. to get up to this upper level. Um, and yeah. someone someone yeah. potentially tried to break in from above into this level. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. I'll say we continue yeah, onwards. Keep, 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 keep your spirits up, Fox. Um, <clears throat> Talking to spirits, have you got any of those... Uh, you got your hip flask. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. I reach into my robe and I sort of pull out a, a sort of a silver chased flask marked with uh, the the uh, emblem of Spain on it, and I say, uh, oh, I "Take a sup of this, yeah. a little snifter, G gentlemen." I think, indeed, indeed. I think so we should keep clear heads. Come on, let's forward, forward. <laughs> I'll I'll good, go good. for this. Really candle, that's why we said you're a good sort. Uh -huh. That's the spirit, Mr. Lake. Watch. Careful as books so on Lake, those shoes. Um, as you are uh, struggling across the rubble, uh, you feel the chill of metal uh, beneath your right hand. Your left hand is holding the candle, but your right hand has touched something metallic. Looking down, you can see uh, a glint of silvery metal sticking out of the um, 
the the stone beneath your hand. Okay, as as gingerly as I can. Uh, I There's a slight to, movement to pull in the rubble. It. If it starts um, moving any the of the rubble, rubble seems at all, to be enclosing it. it to some certain extent, um, but it's easy enough to clear it away. Um, and you find um, what have you found, Mister Gage, uh, Mister Lake? What you find? What seems to be the twisted remains of a. Uh, it looks like a, a small cage, uh, something that you might use for, say, a, a bird or, or, or a, a small animal. Um, no more than about two feet, mm. two feet in height, a foot across. Um, the bars are quite, um, they look silver to you. Um, uh, and um, yeah, uh, but it's quite badly twisted and damaged. Mm. Uh, I, I sort of try and try and pull it out a little bit further so I can actually examine it by candlelight. I, I appear to have found a small silver cage. Would this be something you'd be familiar with, uh, Mr. Gage? <laughs> a cage for I'm Gage. Familiar with it. It's the sort of thing that people keep birds in at court and stuff. You know, they have like it's, birds or other. It's quite. It's, it's certainly common for for members of the court to keep all manner of creatures. Never mind uh, mm. a bird, yeah. uh, any small uh, animal, uh, especially since ships have started heading uh, across the ocean to the new world. They'll come back with anything, and it's easily yeah, caged exactly. for uh, you know the two yeah. weeks that it survives court uh, attentions. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> Is there anything unusual about the cage other than it's sort of silver? Is it so, sort of markings um, on it or a particular of, lock? As I said, I'm probably it's more uh, damaged, slightly twisted. There is indeed a uh, some of the uh, upper part of the cage is not only twisted but melted. Um, and um, within the uh, bars of the mm. cage, uh, you notice that there are markings um, on the inner surface of the bars of the cage. Yeah, they, they are mm. not a, a language you're familiar with. No, it is a cage for um, <laughs> possessed <laughs> budgerigar. May I have a look, Blake? By all means. So can we, can we move on do. as well? Because these, uh, can I hear any sounds from behind us um, while they're looking at this cage? You don't hear a sound like anyone's sounds coming down the, uh, the ladder. the ladder yet. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm getting a bit nervous now. I'm saying, come on, come on. Do I recognise any of these marks if I examine them under the candlelight? Make a, uh, a roll on intellectual. Intellectual five. So it is. Um, it's a rather obscure variant of a of Latin. Um, uh, quite a um, some of the characters to the extent you can't quite recognize some of the characters. Um, you you do, however, note that what little you can translate would suggest that this is some kind of ward within the uh, the cage designed to mm. keep something encased within it. Mm. What, whatever, whatever was it's in this cage, this cage I don't believe it to be some mortal beast by these runes. Again, I'm going to um, my my uh, mm. second sight. Um, is there anything that I'm picking up from either from the cage or from the area? So um, it's strong enough, but fading the the wards that this clearly was placed mm. upon this cage. The breaking of which um, has mm. uh, shattered the. Uh, the function of the ward itself. Um, the other thing, however, mm. that you notice um, is that you have, you get an uncomfortable feeling and 
it seems to be coming from somewhere above you. I'm, I'm wondering then, is, 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 it, is, this, is the rubble damage the cage or is the cage what was in the cage and what happened with the cage actually created the, the explosion, the, um, the, the damage above, I don't know. The damage to the cage does seem to be in a section that's quite effectively, now that you're looking at it, free from the, the rubble, it does seem to be on like the lower side, as if something did erupt from the cage and blast downwards. Whatever that is, we hope, I hope it's, it's gone. Do, do, do we go, I, I get the feeling there's something up there, though, or this... Well, let's keep moving along this tunnel. We need to find, find a way to get up as well. there. That's what that's what will get, that's what will keep is, us from the uh, from the gallery. I was going to say, is there a way for us to get up here? I was going to say, Mister I mean, Fox, you're quite you're quite um, tall. Are you, if one of us was to stand on your shoulders, tall and strong. If you if if you were to stand on the I rubble and perhaps one of us stand on your shoulders, we could at least get a view yeah. of the uh, the upstairs. Okay. Um, yeah. I'll kind uh, of uh, you know whoever. whoever uh, wants to uh i think i'm probably the lightest because i mean i yeah. i think i've got the lowest lowest physical so i suspect i'm probably uh, let, let, let me help you up there mr gage mm. onto his shoulders now bear okay, bear I'll, with lake okay, i'll with, be crouched down and, and push just push him up well, carefully stand up right i don't want to break his neck on something <laughs> that would there. be helpful and, uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm taking ever deeper swigs out of my uh, hip flask while um, so if um, I think it would be uh, Fox making a physical roll then. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're physicals at eight. So I'm assuming on this one the roll roll and high is good. Yes. Is it a six? I got Okay. So um you managed to <laughs> you managed to uh, provide the, the necessary support as uh, Gage uh, seeks to squeeze uh, through the, the gap. It is extremely tight. Uh, and you find that as you are being pushed up, uh, the material um, begins to loosen. You can hear that the, everyone who's below can see rock, uh, small pieces of rock scattering oh, down. Um, and um, dust is uh, uh, coming with it. Um, yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> It's just been getting down. Is there enough space to sort of just stick my head in a candle for just to get a quick sort of sweep round? And... Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so if you could make a, I think, um, uh, let me look at Gage. Um, hmm. Make a uh, supernatural roll. Uh, I ordered two. So um, you are able to raise both the candle and um, the your 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 eyes above the level, um, but you can feel the ground loosening beneath you, um, such that you can feel a pressure uh, against your chest, um, as if the almost as if the gap is closing. But as you have got your eyes up to the level, you can see that uh, there is a passage. Um, and there is the there's a, a movement in the air uh, somewhere ahead. There is the flicker of probably a candle, um, but it's quite distant. And as the candle flickers and your eyes uh, are raised up directly ahead of you, 
um, you can see that there is a um, there's a, a reflection um, of light from the candle on the ground, um, and you can see that there appears to be uh, liquid on the ground, several pools of it, um, and there is a uh, quite a, um, a strange smell um, in the air, um, and for a brief moment, uh, the as your eyes are raised up, there is a uh, a momentary ripple, then a churn, then one of the the puddles uh, seems to rise up, um, and it's as if a a hand, a clawed hand, and a short arm reaches out of the puddle towards your face. Just, I, just, I, 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 I start um, thumping sort of Mr. Fox on the shoulder, saying, uh, bring, "Bring me down! Bring me down! Bring me down!" Dancing okay, on his shoulders. Uh, go steady now, steady now. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I, I shall let it lower him down. As you bring him down, and the candlelight falls um, on Gage, you can see that there is a smear of blood across his forehead, uh, and uh, the the blood is trickling down uh, across his eyes onto his cheeks. Uh, oh. Are you injured, Gage? Oh I, I don't know. Nothing. Nothing seems to touch me physically. But, but I, I there was like a a clawed hand that came out of a pool of water and. Oh. I've heard so, enough. Uh, this place is cursed. Let's I have to say, my researchers <laughs> haven't prepared me for this. Uh, it's a. That, yeah. uh, that... Are you? It wasn't the dad, was it? You see okay. any bodies up there? I, I I didn't see any any any. No 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 not. Okay. <laughs> um, thank you, Miss, thank you, Miss, thank Mr. You, Gage. Thank you. Thank here's you. a here's a kerchief. Please uh, <clears throat> wipe yourself down. There is no wound. No cleaning cl- cleaning the cut? blood away. You see, see, there is no cut. physical wound. However, you know, glancing does, does back, it hurt as though I've been cut? Is, it, is there a pain? Or there is no pain. Okay. Ooh. Although you have heard of of such a thing where people have been. Uh, effectively bled or even uh, internal organs touched without piercing the flesh. It, 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 it felt awful. Honestly, <laughs> it, it felt like it was reaching out for me. Sort of leech, perhaps. I don't. I don't recommend going up there. At, uh, not not as unprepared as we are. Perhaps we need to do some more. Need to do some more research and find out exactly what this this could be. I think before we. I think we should repair to the nearest hostelry and do our research from there. Quick, follow me. I'm going to grab the candle and start heading off down the... Uh, but given given, given we have these gentlemen above us and uh, this other creature somewhat above us, then I perhaps suggest mm. perhaps forward may be the, the best route. Heading onwards, the passage reaches a flight of steps leading upwards and turning back on itself. With a sense of foreboding, the agents realise it leads to the passage where Fox had his unpleasant encounter. As they move forward cautiously, they also come across a trail of apparently fresh blood trickling onwards in the direction of travel. At the top of the steps, they find another chamber with more crates and a table bearing all manner of alchemical equipment. Another open chamber with more boxes in it although this one also has a table uh, and on that table there are 
items which uh, from the point of view of gauge are very familiar they are uh, alchemical glassware uh -huh. there are uh, several stands the alchemical glassware some of it is um charred uh, other elements contain the residue of thick sticky liquids or crystallized materials it looks well used um but doesn't look like it's been used recently um and the trail of blood on the ground continues through this room into a, a passage on your right as you uh, uh, from where you've entered. Um, and as you enter, there is a, a skittering on the ground. Um, the candlelight falls on several rats um, who you have disturbed lapping at the uh, trail of blood on the ground. Um, they immediately scamper towards the, uh, the boxes mm. and the table to get out of the light of the candle. They are indeed marked. And with those the word boxes squirrel. are they also similarly marked with the like, word squirrel? Having a quick look at the alchemical equipment, do you think I can work out what sort of experiment was being carried out? Can I examine the residues and such? And you can absolutely um, make a. Uh, I think, however, given the state of the material, uh, I think we'll need a roll, which would be intellectual. Oh, six. So um, the material uh, is, uh, it seems to be biological uh, in nature. Um, it looks or appears to be um, uh, potentially either blood or some other um, organic material, which has been combined um, with um, some kind of, looks like potentially metal um, and... Uh, some other substance, almost like ash, um, and uh, and that's not simply something that's come from the burning of the uh, mm. of the materials, the actual heating. The, it actually seems to be combined potentially with some kind yeah, of ash. Mm. So, if I you know, examine the um, sacks and crates, and sort of if I sort of kick at a rat if I see one. So, both um, of these boxes do they look like they. Well, at least one of them before. looks like it probably contains hardtack because you can see some elements of the material that the hardtack was uh, wrapped in uh, um, lying on the ground near another hole in the side of a crate. Um, mm. And that that rat that you've just kicked um, mm. uh, goes rolling across the ground. Um, letting out a, a defiant uh, squeak um, um, uh, before effectively just lying for a moment it's lying still as if uh, and you wonder whether you've kicked it hard enough to to, to basically do it some harm uh, but then uh, the rat mm. begins to convulse um, and you can see uh, there it's almost as okay. if um, something is punching or poking from inside the beast or whether it's bones perhaps are, uh, are pressing out against the flesh because you can see sharp points pushing through the skin um, and um, the, the skin begins to bloat and bubble. Uh, the rat lets out a, a horrible uh, squealing wail of agony uh, and you can hear now or at least see that the other rats that hid um, behind the boxes are, are, are now squealing, squirming and thrashing on the, on the ground. I think we should make yeah. our lead, gentlemen. So this is so, another so, sort of rat so I'm, I'm getting from this that this obviously this Humphrey Gilbert 
is there uh so he's the alchemist isn't he i'd assume this is all one presumes so yeah um so what's the thing with the hard tack the hard tack isn't just a hard tack it obviously does something you know he went missing it so that's kind of fairly cryptic isn't it well it may not be the hard tack that's affecting the rats it could be something else i mean yeah, it's true. Also, the blood yeah. that they were lapping as well. The blood that they were lapping as we yeah, yeah, yeah. discuss this yeah. at a safe distance, yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> Let's move on. Move on quickly. Okay, yeah, so, who's the last out of the rats? Um, so probably going to be me because yes. I'm busy examining the <laughs> chemical stuff. I'm guessing. Okay, so I need so you good. to make a physical roll, okay. which is your strong point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, amazingly, I've got a three. So amazingly, yes, uh, would be a good word. So having, uh, it's almost like your 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 focus is your, your focus is so hard upon the alchemical equipment that you are barely cognizant of the fact that your colleagues have stepped out already, um, and you look, <laughs> um, and as you as you look in the direction Steps that they've come from, you see movement like on the ground, uh, and there is a. Uh, a rat stumbling, um, barely managing to remain upright. Its body bloated to three times the size it was when you walked in, um, with several what looks like bones poking through the flesh, blood trickling through its fur. Its eyes are distended and pushed outwards, and its its mouth, where the the um, uh, the teeth that would have been there before are, are almost curled um, um, and they seem to have grown uh, and there's a kind of bloody froth around the creature's mouth. Um, Can I see the others? Uh, they've gone. We've legged it, mate, I'm telling you. Okay. I see distended Can I tell where they've to gone? Explode. That's more signal to leave. You must assume that they've, they've gone through the, uh, the passage that leads further on. Okay, I, I will run after them then because I'm... Um, and yeah, so uh, effectively, you as you run after them, that the 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 creature, for it can only be called a creature now. This thing is no longer a rat. Kind of thrusts itself towards you with a with a with a screeching squeal, um, and tries to um, bite your your leg. But your your movement is sufficiently nimble for a change. Uh, that it as it goes for your leg. Um, well, that's fear, that, I think. That, that le- yeah, that leg has already moved forward as, as you gather pace. And it kind of stumbles, collapses. And as you are running away, you hear a wet thud and a what can only be described as a small um, explosion uh, and splatter um, as something strikes the walls behind you. Um, gentlemen, and- gentlemen, wait, wait for me. Wait, wait for me. There's a monster in here. Monster, I tell you. Keep that's on, what, that's what we're heading this way, um, At the end of the, the, <laughs> the passage, uh, there is a, a, a smaller room. This one has a table and a chair in it. Um, and there is a, a passageway on your, um, your right. And down that passageway, you can see at the limit of the candle's light that uh, the, the floor um has given away further down the passageway um uh, and there are there's there's charring on the walls and there's a, a glisten of some kind of the, the liquids passing in that direction um pooling on the opposite side of uh, of the hole um uh, the room itself that you're in though 
at the table and uh, itself, there is there is a on the table that you can see the glint of coin. Um, but at, on the that? chair, there is somebody sat. <laughs> I must examine this. Um, uh, and they are uh, intently counting the coins. Okay. Um, you can hear the click of coins being picked up and put down. And you haven't been quiet. No, no, absolutely. We haven't Indeed, been quiet with, this point, uh, Gage so sort obviously... of arriving with uh, uh, sudden, uh, such suddenness, it's hard to imagine that you could be described as quiet. However, the reaction from this figure is uh, none at all. Um, sitting away from you. Um, is the figure uh, facing us or sitting away from us? Uh, slender um, ah. to, to the point of starvation um, with matted thick hair hanging down from uh, the it's 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 its head um uh, the clothing on it is 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 that of uh possibly a like a, a courtier almost but uh it looks uh tattered and and worn oh my goodness so, this couldn't be uh, our host who disappeared is, uh, could it? so so my sense Humphrey. of my second sight is this person alive or are they dead? In some way, are they beyond. I guess if they were dead, they wouldn't be a person. But you, you know, make a supernatural rule. Uh, two. The um, you focus uh, upon the uh, the figure, trying to gain some sense of uh, its its livelihood or otherwise, um, mm. and for a, a brief moment you see there is a glint in it uh, uh, in its eye you can just see it, it almost you could swear pe perhaps mm. there's a, a momentary sidelong look from from it um you can see in that moment that the thing lacks a nose uh, and half its face is uh is is missing to the extent you can see teeth uh, through, through the flesh <laughs> Um, oh, okay. uh, um, but at the same time, <laughs> cutting through the flesh, there are several uh, slivers of of metal, uh, and its 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 arms and indeed its spine seem to be supported by uh, strips of of metal, and it's almost mechanically counting coins uh, on the table um, from a pouch that's lying on one side into a pouch that's lying on the other. There are several other pouches on the table. Um, it's right. it's there this is, thing hasn't noticed um, it half all, down though. towards the table, um, and it is not reacting to your presence. Okay, and the Effect, only way back past the, it is the, not the, the table and chair the in passage the with the room, with the break in the floor the, and the you can walk past it to reach the doorway. Which, uh, so there is a, an archway that leads out into this passage. You can see enough of that passage to note the rubble and the charring on the wall. Uh, but the, you the, will have to walk behind this person. That place where the hole is. That's where. That's where I saw the, the strange, the strange thing that that uh, attacked me. I'm. I'm. I'm going to. Uh... I'm going to try and slip round behind him. Yeah, I'll follow you. I've got my, I've got my dagger drawn still. I think I'll do the same. I've drawn mine as well. <laughs> the clinking of coins continues. The, a hand, the right hand reaches out, takes a coin from the pouch, raises it, and then places it down on the left side of the table, carefully in a pile, and then 
works back towards the pouch. You can you can hear a kind of creak coming from the the joints as it moves across the table. And there is now that you're here, there is a there is a, almost a floral smell which uh, it rises above something else that's sweeter and less uh, uh, less pleasant. Yes, ripe indeed. Mm. Pleasant. So, do these the clothes that this this figure is wearing? Do they look are they reminiscent so they're, they're of not, the ones we no, saw in the no, portrait? They don't, they don't resemble the it. First but, room. Yeah, they they look like the the sort of uh, okay. finery that you might associate with a servant, perhaps of the uh, of somebody who attended the court. Yeah. Somebody expected to look their best when they oh, uh, okay. were doing their day to day job. Again, fashion wise, are we talking ten years ago, twenty years ago? Uh, Ten. Yeah, yeah, it's at least a decade out of date, fashion-wise. Okay. Can we can we see what what the coins are? Are they coins of the realm, or um, is it possible to so see, make them they, um, the candlelight? Or they not? they appear or they to just be. Coins? Um, uh, they look Spanish. They they are foreign coin. They're doubloons. I think we have managed to negotiate yeah. around. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to last take our leave. I'm going to go like in the middle somewhere because I'm just like I'm keeping it back to the wall. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll go last. I'll. Uh, Edgerton's thinking about what he heard uh, Fox say, and uh, not Fox uh, Gage about these pools of blood with the uh, the hands coming out, and it's like, mm. well, I'll I'll take the rear, and I'll make sure I've got my dagger drawn. Because and in his head, I'm thinking Mr. I don't want to be the first mentioning to mention Mr. Lake, would, would, especially would, given we've seen exploding rats as well. Having mentioned, but, yeah, but of course, you of course, that I shall. one of the, the, Holding the my trail that by. leads in here actually leads towards the table. Um, and while at first you thought that it simply navigated almost around the table as if somebody had staggered through here bleeding out, the trail of blood leads to the base of the chair uh, to the mm. foot of this man. Um, and then the next you see it um, is on the table top itself, where it runs across the table and down one of the legs to the grounds, where it pulls for a moment in a crack on the floor before continuing out of the. Uh, uh, out. It seems to be running through him. Yes. So it's running through this. So she's running through this corpse. Mm. Almost. If you can call, if you can call that keeping him going, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I have no wish to be a coin so, so, so say we all. demon lives yeah. in this uh, this yeah. uh, benighted cellar. Let's be gone. Okay. Well, I, I'll 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 go behind uh, Lake mm. as we uh, approach this other room. I'll have my dagger drawn, candle in shaking hand. Very so you can see that the, test, uh, test the, the ground stones on the ground the that make up the uh, the floor Bridge. of the passage are charred and cracked quite heavily, um, and you can uh, there is a, um, a a certain amount of give you can feel almost like a ever so slightly underfoot, uh, as if the surface is 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 primed to for other f stones to fall into the uh, the passage below. Um, perhaps the, close, close to the wall, Mr. Lake. Perhaps close around the edge, edge around the walls. Perhaps. Excellent. 
Yes. Have a care, gentlemen. Step where I step, please. <laughs> Nowhere else. else. Unless, of course, I go shooting down into the passageway, <laughs> in which case, step somewhere else. There is a there is a very narrow. I shall try sort and of, edge my uh, way along the passage. Edge on either side of this this hole. Um, when you say very narrow, I'm hoping late uh, uh, narrow. Yeah, yeah. You, you think you, you'd be fine? You'd any be fine narrower? If you kept close to the wall, uh, pressed against the charred surface. Um, uh, make a um, physical roll. Um, you I can actually use a dice up from what you would normally roll because it's not too hard. However, you however you do ri- run the risk of the okay. floor giving way beneath you. So I'm using a d10. Uh, and a, then you show how light young man. Um, <laughs> I rolled a ten because you I'm make it um, easily, um, almost as if you. Yeah float across the uh, the gap your your feet barely touching the ground um reaching the other side you can see um where um gage had seen uh the blood um and the blood it actually felt where it's pulled uh, there are a couple of pools on the opposite side of the the, the hole where he clearly came up but you note know, the the pool that's closest to the rubble area seems to be actually be fed from a trickle that rises out of the stone. Um, so from amongst the chunks of stone, uh, the blood seems to be feeding up out of a hole and then uh, running along the ground and uh, and gathering in these pools. And it carries on along in the corridor ahead. Keeping keeping one eye on the pools, and one eye on the uh, my compatriots uh, following me along, I will sort of show show them which of the stones bore my weight. Uh, hopefully, aid them in um, some way. The other thing across. worth noting is um, that there will be keeping to be a most light of my attention focused the on the pool. There is a candle mm. um, uh, somewhere at the far end. Um, it's some distance down, and indeed, mm. uh, you can also hear the sound of uh, a voice. Okay, so Edgerton's infiltration skill is that more like um, so? Um, no, Edgerton's sort of uh, infiltration about? skill is um, uh, is 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 a is a physical uh, one uh, expertise yeah. rather. So I sort of uh, turn to the others and I say, against my better judgment, uh, perhaps to mm. let me uh, sort of steal down this uh, this corridor so we can be prepared for whatever lies ahead. I'll be back uh, shortly. If take, you hear a high damage, three, come running. Okay. <laughs> so working your way down the passage. I'll do my uh, very best. You can okay. now you can hear the voices. Uh the voices that uh, Lake had referred to. Uh, he did referred to a voice, but as you get closer you can hear that it's clearly a conversation. Um the light at the mm. end of the tunnel um means that you can see two silhouettes. Um uh the light itself is a candle which is on a stand and that stand okay. uh, almost looks like a podium or uh, uh, of some kind um one of the silhouettes is much larger than the other um the other seems to be um cloaked um and the voice um so okay. as you hear as the conversation the, comes the uh, within like? your hearing you hear 
Um, I sought the infinite and this torture is for nothing. I seek your assistance. I will pay any price. And the other voice responds with, your shortcomings are obvious, Gilbert, and your existence and reach finite. You have paid for your ego and arrogance. You are rendered nothing but monstrous. I will leave you to your own fate. At which point the cloaked figure begins to back off um, uh, and is almost out of sight before you realize that um, the cloaked figure seems to be carrying a, a book under its arm. Um, at which point the larger figure shouts, no, you cannot leave me here. Okay. I cannot be left to this torment. You can't do this to me. You can't leave me here. And he begins to shout louder and louder. And you can see him begin to shake and shudder. Um, and there is a, a weird squealing, bubbling noise. And you can hear what sounds like liquid striking the ground. Um, and at your feet, you can see that there's blood pooling um, in the cracks and gaps on the ground. I'm carefully making sure I'm staying away out from these uh, these puddles and uh, pools. Okay, while this uh, well, well, Gilbert, I'm assuming is okay. shrieking and shouting. Yeah. The um, you know, effectively yeah. Lake's um, uh, awareness of the best points and steps meant that you're all able to. You've all easily made your way across, and you are there as you are uh, called to to attend. Um, at, but as you are calling Edgerton. Um, and stepping cautiously away from these um, pools on the ground, one of the pools um, uh, catches the the light from your candle, um, and you can see eyes staring back up at you. Um, uh, a, a bulbous nose forms beneath those eyes, rising yeah. from the the pool, <laughs> followed by a grinning mouth. Um, and then a face is there in the pool. And the face is almost composed. It's like threads, like like wool threads, perhaps okay. almost, like a, a jumbled mass. Um, but you it's not wool by any measure. It's, it's like strands or threads of blood uh, have been yeah. uh, wrapped around each other into a, into a ball, uh, as if perhaps the, some creature made of blood alone had had the flesh uh, shaved away from the surface. So just the uh, arteries and the capillaries, etc. Oh, okay. Oh, no. this, is where, this is where the high pitch freak Yeah, by in. all means, I'm just going to kick it. <laughs> so make a make a, uh, a physical well, one. Why, why yes, indeed. You do that? Subtlety, uh, subtle. Yeah. Okay, you yeah, kick physical. it. Your, your okay. foot. All right. Let's um, see. Catches. Got a three. Catches the the mm. face like. Like a, a boot striking a puddle, there is a, a, a slosh and a, a, a sound as the liquid sprays out on the ground. And the puddle becomes a puddle again, larger, spattered across the wall. But you can see that as it settles again, there is a ripple as if uh, there is movement along one of the trails uh, back towards the, the, the shaking and shuddering uh, form of, of Gilbert further down the passageway. He's still raging now to the point that you can barely understand the word he's saying, you know, it's, it's spitting uh, uh, and, 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 and screaming towards the figure that, that's now outside. I say that one has the. I said okay. oh, so as we're moving down the corridor, I'm going to say that one has the book. The is only that, way to be able to see there, would be to move the, uh, close the to the other figure. So effectively, yeah, effectively, yeah, it yeah, is stood at the yeah. centre of a crossroads. We've got to get out of this um, hellhole in, anyway. in the passages before you. 
and the other figure has disappeared down a side passage. Okay. I imagine we're probably moving so quite I, I, fast up the. Uh... Yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah. We we, we just we're probably gonna. Who knows what we'll see when we see Gilbert, but but we've got to spot this hook, uh, cloaked figure. As as we're running through, I'm just going to sort of shoulder charge the uh, the screeching, hollering. What I'm assuming. So is the combination of you, re- you running towards whatever the this figure, figure the light behind the it, the candles of your colleagues. For a moment, you see the um, uh, the bloated and misshapen form of what is unmistakably probably once Gilbert. Um, you can still see his pride and joy, his the, the, the waxed moustache on his face, the hair slicked down, the pale features, um, and almost a suggestion of the youth. Um, but the body um, is skewered and pierced and uh, articulated by bands of, of metal and, and what look like screws and mounts and, and little pieces of uh, intricate and elaborate uh, metalwork. Um, and it is you note wearing uh, the same uh, yellow uh, and black garb that you saw in one of the portraits um, with a, with a, a narrow ruff around the, the, the neck, uh, which now is, is mm. uh, spattered with uh, blood and, and saliva as uh, it continues to uh, scream and holler. Um, uh, and at its foot, there's a puddle. And that that puddle does what it did uh, a moment ago in front of uh, uh, in in front of Edgerton. Uh, there is a sort of uh, a, a rising from the surface of the puddle, and this face emerges, and then it, and then a spindling body, uh, and it's almost perhaps the size of um, perhaps the size of a newborn, uh, with a with a huge head and a spindly. Uh, 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 torso mm. uh its limbs long and slender with uh three fingers at the end of each of the hands each of them uh sharp but the entire body looks like it's made out of veins and arteries uh the eyes are like loops mm. and curls of of, of 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 veins and it's it's just a creature of, of of blood and the trails continue along the ground but you notice that some of them are leading into into gilbert as I rocket, hopefully past this thing, I yell out to uh, uh, to Lake. I say, "Kick it!" And uh, as, I, as I'm rushing forward, I sort of respond uh, to Edgerton by saying, "This is what you get for coming south of the river," <laughs> and and launch myself at this mechanical okay. obscenity. So and, you need and to make a physical uh, apparition. Uh, it is one down from what you would normally roll, though. You are. You deliver a a, a, a telling four. impact. There is a a shudder. Gilbert steps back, um, trying to maintain balance. There is a creak and a uh, a smooth sort of metallic sound of oiled, uh, like oiled metal, running against uh, another piece of uh, metal. And uh, there is a, a there is a sloshing sound. And this creature is has cli- almost climbed. It has climbed up his leg and across his back, almost like a some kind of trained monkey or something. It's um, um, and um, it, it it reaches his 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 shoulder um, and it begins mm. to 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 it stares it cackles um, and just pokes Gilbert in the side of his head with its 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 clawed finger. You can see it pierces the 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 pale flesh um, and Fox. Um, 
yeah if you said you were running past this thing no way you're running yeah. past this thing without making making some kind of role because <laughs> this, yes. this well having seen this now i'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm uh, yeah I, i'm gonna have to uh, this creature of blood on gilbert's shoulder i'm gonna try and uh, swipe at it with my blade i think because it's obviously up to no good this is Fox we're talking about here. Do you think? <laughs> so, um, yes, yeah, so okay. that's what I want to try to do. So it would be a, it would be a standard so physical be... roll with no adjustment. Standard physical Okay. Oh, dear, a two. Okay. So um, so you stab out with your, your blade, um, and the, the blade cuts into the creature. It, it, it goes deep to the, to the hilt. Um, uh, the blood splashes out as you drive the blade home, um, and you feel the uh, the hot liquid splash across the back of your hand, um, and uh, almost immediately the back of your hand goes numb, um, and then as does as does your uh, then your forearm, and you can see for a moment there is a um, you can feel a pulsing in in the liquid which seems to run uh, in time with the, the, the beating of your own heart. And yes, it feels like something is inside you. Yeah, I mean, it's going you know, to kind of claw at it with my fingers and it's inside me. Um, so you've taken, you take a hit uh, of damage. Um, um, and yes. so, so, um, Effect, so Lake, Lake, you have run at Gilbert, um, uh, and in this instance, Fox is attacking the uh, the familiar. Um, sorry, so what are uh, uh, Gage and Edgerton doing? Gage is going to try and get past um, where um, where Lake has knocked um, Gilbert out of the way. Uh, Gage is going to try and try and get past as quick as he can. Basically, he's not going to. Try and engage. He's just going to try and avoid, basically, avoid the pools and sort of sticking close to the wall and basically edging his way around as quickly as possible. Okay. Edgerton's not sticking around. He's just heading again, trying to get past. Okay. Uh, Gilbert. Um, so head off down uh, both the of you where um, this, uh, need to make physical rolls. Um, you can make them at one dice higher than normal because Gilbert is effectively engaged mm -hmm. with uh, um, with your companions. Ooh. I got two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, uh, the upshot of that being um, that, um, uh, so in your case, Gage, um, your attempts to squeeze past are are for naught. Um, mm. Gilbert, uh, the 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 pain inflicted upon him by his uh, by the creature jabbing its claw uh, into his head. Um, it just seems to send him into a frenzy and his arms are swinging around wildly. And as you are trying to slip past, um, the, uh, the, the, the fist of this thing that was once Gilbert catches you off guard, strikes you across the side of the, uh, uh, across your shoulder blade uh, and sends you wheeling and smacked into a wall. You take one hit of damage um, as the, the wind is knocked out of you and you can feel blood uh, in you in your mouth um and um you sort of collapse um in a heap on the ground um 
On the other hand, uh, Edgerton is uh, far more uh, effective in his attempts to evade. Uh, you slip past um, and you race off along the corridor. Yeah, I'm used to getting out of uh, scrapes and fights with the um, clerks you in the are, temple in the um, local inns and hostelries. Uh, so I'm adept at getting out of there. Quickly. Get to the point where uh, the, the passage runs quite a distance um, before opening into a, uh, a wider it's not quite another chamber because there is a, basically a stair ahead. The stair is slightly wider than the passage. And at the top of the stair, you can see there is light. Um, and you are just in time to see the silhouette of the figure rising uh, out of the end, uh, through the, uh, out of the end of the, the stair and into the light beyond. It's, uh, so it's daylight. So this is obviously out into the, the air now. Yeah, okay. I'm going to this figure. <laughs> Hi. There is. There is. There is. The figure stands at the top of the stair. You can see the book <laughs> under the crook of one arm, and in the uh, as it the figure turns, you can see that the the, the other arm uh, is uh, engaged by the carrying of a sword. Um, it is a gentleman's sword, though it is an epée uh, type, so you know, foil type, narrow blade, um, okay. and um, uh, you can, there are, you know, the eyes studying you from beneath the hood. Okay. As he, as he does that, okay, I reach my hand forward and I shout a word in Hebrew, Barak, and light okay. from my finger. To... <laughs> you couldn't do this in the tunnel with the monsters and the blood and everything else. Wait until you get outside. Yes, I'm fighting an Elizabethan robot. It expands from a point just in front of the, the person's face uh, and flares momentarily, just uh, sort of co totally uh, blinding the individual for a briefest of moments. I'm going to, with my dagger, I'm going to okay. launch myself up the stairs, um, screaming, and try and jab uh, this make dagger a physical into role. his chest. This is going to go badly, isn't okay. it? Right. Um, you, <laughs> Let's see, shall uh, we? You managed to drive the, the, the blade Four. home. Um, uh, it, it is, however, you feel that as the blade uh, cuts through the, uh, the cloth of the cloak and then into, uh, is driven home into the torso, you can feel the resistance of, feels like some kind of jerking underneath. Um, and um, the, the, but the figure <laughs> is 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 pushed back I'm as so a result dead. of the force of the blade <laughs> and their complete lack of ability to adjust to the fact. Still trying to uh, blink away the, uh, the the light, uh, they stumble backwards. Uh, the hood falls away, and you see uh, the youthful figure and the sort of sandy hair um, of uh, of the the individual stood before you. You, I would suggest. Uh, that the features okay. are given your your tendency to uh, spend a lot of time in the inns and taverns and watering holes of London. Um, this this figure is somebody you recognise. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, this is the uh, this is the renowned, or well, he would okay. hope renowned playwright Kit Marlowe. However, you've you've never you've certainly never seen him before in this <laughs> okay. sort of uh, uh, right. state, uh, sort of slumming it in it. Deptford with a with a blade in hand and a uh, an occult book under his arm. Um, but he 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 uh, he, he scowls uh, and uh, okay. he, you sir, are a dead man.
Okay, so back at Gilbert. Okay. I'll try and grab the book off um, and basically leg it back the way so, I came. That's the plan. Yes. What is Lake doing? Well, uh, Lake was trying desperately to keep Gilbert from from giving chase. You know, better that only one of us is trying to lay our hands on the book. So if Gilbert is going to try and chase up the road, I'm going to attempt mm-hmm. to stop him with my understanding that the, the mechanics of he modern, does seem to be uh, so the limbs definitely seem to be assisted he, he and sort of um, supported pinned by the frame together. around him um it, it looks like ingenious work indeed so much so that you are i mean it's not the environment to be uh, stunned and astounded in but there's definitely a yeah this is impressive work the, the likes of which you've never seen before you can you can certainly see that there are there There's are no way I'd be able to definitely un- know where there might so be a key forth. point um, you or can a key make stone, a, as it were. Make a supernatural Lynch roll. Pin. Okay, um, oh you uh, so one, right, mm, right. Uh, two. I would suggest in that instance you take your you take your dagger and drive it home. Um, you force it uh, uh, towards the frame. Uh, uh-huh. You can hear uh, the screech of. Uh, the blade striking the metal, and it catches in the uh, the join um, between one piece and another. Um, the blade snaps, um, but um, there is a a slight flaring in the in the joint, and you can see that the arm suddenly seems to lose some of its mobility. Um, but at the same time, the other arm swings around towards you. Um, and uh, it uh, is sufficient to catch you off guard as a result, and you are sent flying um, back down uh, the the passage, back towards the hole. Um, you, know, you slip and skid in the blood on the ground um, and land uh, hard against the, the floor, oh. your face looking da- back down into the hole that you were able to look up through earlier. Um, uh, the sort of breath... Uh, Leaking in an uneasy sort of uh, um, sigh uh, as 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 you yeah you basically skid to a halt just on the precipice of uh, falling back down the hole. Fox, believing I can't do anything about this thing in my arm. I mean, can I still use my arm? Is it is it is it um, so? So the the arm is still numb, um, uh, uh, but there is still yeah. there is a pulsing uh, still in your arm, uh, which seems to be in time with your your, your heartbeat. Um, I need you to make a supernatural roll. Okay, here we go. It's my weakest. Anyway, let's see. A three. Um, despite the numbness, the arm is re- is reactive. It's moving, but it doesn't seem to be moving in a way you want it to. Um, uh, and it is almost as if it is trying to... Um, oh. The hand is trying to rise up yeah. towards your own throat. Um, uh, uh, and you can see from the the back of your hand there is this trickle, this thread of blood extending from your flesh. You can see a point on the back of your hand where it seems to have pierced into the the, the skin, um, and you can see under the surface of the skin there's this pulsing line running up your 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 forearm before it seems to merge into your body, mm. and that thread. Um, basically spans the distance between you and Gilbert and where the familiar is and is clearly connected to the film familiar still. Uh, yeah. But you, you, you exert enough physical presence to be able to keep the, the, yeah. the arm away from your own throat. horrible. Okay. In that case, then I want to kind of got 
kind of got the dagger in one hand and the other hand <laughs> comes up and rips the dagger away. <laughs> I'm going to try and okay. stab the thing again. And <laughs> three. <laughs> three, three is three is good enough to take a swipe at it. Um, uh, there is a, another splash. Okay. Um, uh, the 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 familiar turns into basically a uh, a spray of blood across the top of uh, Gilbert's arm, trickling down and dribbling to the floor. And then on the floor, however, you can see it rippling and bubbling. And then you see the face uh, emerge from uh, where it's landed on the ground, um, and uh, it lets out a, a hideous. Uh, cackle, um, before basically the 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 face um, flops down. There's a there's a ripple and then and then it's gone. But Gilbert is still very much there. Um, and Gage, so you're okay, on the ground. Um, given that I know he was now Gage, um, I know Gilbert was an alchemist. Um, I'm going to make an assumption that he's whatever's happened to his body is also alchemical related. Can I see anything that looks like a sort of power source? Um, my alchemical knowledge. Make a make a supernatural roll. Seven. So um, you can you can't see a power stone, but what you can see is that within the frame itself there is a a, a join of several bands over the, the over his heart. So basically, several bands merge, and over his heart there is a uh, a circular piece of metal and through that circular piece of metal you can see several threads of this blood like material that come from the familiar basically piercing his chest where is can, uh, underneath where his heart would be can i make a lunge for that with my dagger can i pick myself up and i i won't stop you <laughs> um, it's a physical it's a physical, physical roll and it's one step down than you would normally roll <laughs> One step down. So one one dice down. Me, so I, I'm D4 normally. So D4 normally. Okay. Yeah. Um. Right. So you can still do it, but something bad will happen. So you can do it as a uh, a success with a price. I'll do it as a success with a price. Okay. Um. So you drive, you drive the uh, the dagger into this bullseye oh, in his chest. Dear. Um. And uh. The dagger goes all the way down to to the hilt. Um, uh, Gilbert lets out a a, a strangled roar, um, and the at that moment the sort of the 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 blood, the the flesh around his chest um, uh, almost explodes outwards through this ring, um, uh, and there is a, a gush of of blood from his chest, and the, that blood runs out sort of just splashes across your arm and you can feel your arm going well numb um and uh there is there is a horrible cold um which engulfs uh the the limb um uh gilbert however seems to be uh stunned by the the attack uh such that he he doesn't thrash out at you. He, he, he almost pauses, frozen for a moment. But at the same time, yes, you can feel this strange pulse of blood and gore uh, against your arm, uh, beating in time with your own heart. Uh, right, so... He sort of claps back a bit. Edgerton, Edgerton, back at the top with Kit. 
Um, so you're <laughs> lunging towards him with your weapon? I say, There's Mr. nothing Marlo, I detest really more than a fan. I here and I'd keep another, give another go and try and grab <laughs> this book and leg it back down the passageway. Though it would be worse if you were a critic. <laughs> Look, um, big fan, Mr. Mr. Marlo. Love your work. Give me that book. Um, <laughs> Uh, right, go. Um, you, so you need to make a physical roll. It is w- one die down from what you would normally roll. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go to D4 in that case. Then. Well done. Um, the press, guys. Uh, you the press. Come on. Catch him off guard. I mean, how you you are going to inflict a wound, um, and um, this time you know that he's wearing a jerkins. I actually you, do, uh, you manage to the armpit. Uh, get in with his defences with a feint and a, a, a bit of a sidestep. You drive the the, the uh, weapon up, um, and it catches him across the uh, uh, across the front and underneath the arm. He lets out a howl, um, and the book drops on the ground with a thud, um, and he. Um, staggers back there's there's blood staining his his uh, okay. his cloak um and he cries out come aid me help i found them here you realize though you are you are <laughs> on the edge of depth of creek, okay uh, some well, distance okay. away you've um, obviously traversed quite a distance underground um and the uh, the house you can see in yeah. the distance the failing light you can see that uh, the cry mm-hmm. leads to uh, several cloaked figures uh, emerging from where the, the, the house is, uh, racing in your direction. I will uh, <laughs> grab up the book, if I can, and I'm going to... I'm a heretic, aren't I? Essentially, we're all, we're all doomed to the gallows. Okay. Right. So I'm going to take it out of here. <laughs> so hmm. I think uh, Lake... It may um, well be your ticket this back point, to the gallows. There are two people <laughs> suffering from weird familiar-based paralysis, uh, creeping paralysis. You're the only person not in that situation, so what are you doing? Okay, so uh, Gilbert is down. Um, the other thing's down. I'm, uh, gosh, I am going to see to my fallen companions. Uh, obviously, I won't have heard the exchange. I'll have heard some sort of shouting and, and, and a, a cry of stabbing, somebody being stabbed ahead. But um, I, I can see that both Mr. Gage uh, and Mr. Okay. Fox are not very uh, in, not in a very good way. So I'll try and help them as much as I can. Edgerton, as he grabs the book, he's going to have a, 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 a sort of uh, a sudden <laughs> overwhelming <laughs> sense of shame as he thinks, oh, I can't run off and leave my companions. Wow. Well, in the first instance, I'm going to try and bind uh, Mr. I, Fox's arm, which I can see is covered in I'm, blood. I'm, I'm pointing at the. Uh, the I happen to have a handy muslin square here, Mr. Attached to the hole in the back of my hand. Okay. Um, make a supernatural roll. I'll slice through that. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, um, you, I was afraid you were going to you say You go that. to slice it. You, you indeed <laughs> slice through three. it. Um, however, so as as you slice into this thread, um, the, the blade cuts through it and it kind of forms, it kind of reforms on the opposite side as you go through it. So that by the time you've come out the other side, the thread remains. Um, and continue, you can see it's visibly oh. pulsing. Um, uh, and you can you can uh, up close you can see that the the vein beneath uh, Fox's arm is is pulsing in time with the way it's moving. Um, uh, Fox, I need you to make a, another uh, super supernatural roll. You have the you have the urge okay. to strangle your colleague. 
with the with the hand. So can I ask right, quite a question? On my character sheets, there is a fortune two. I wonder is that yes. So effectively, you can use that to re-roll a, a failed die. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. So do I need to? So you said the supernatural. No, might be oh, the no, time. Well, no, you haven't rolled yet, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> okay. Here we go. No, you got supernatural. Right. Okay. So that would be <laughs> a fail. So do you want to use a fortune point? Okay. Oh, I, I want to use a fail. Say, say we struggle with Mr. Lake. Okay. Uh, um, I roll another two. Um, so Let's I need see. you to make, uh, um, you both need to make physical rolls. Uh, and then okay. it just. This it, it, is where I'm going to roll really high, isn't it? And now it's two. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> so the, the hands that you're trying Good. to treat. I've got a three. Um, uh, Lake uh, rises up towards you. Uh, you can see, probably see the strain on Fox's face, um, and uh, but you manage to fend. You, you grab hold of the hand, um, but the the hand is you can you can feel it's trying to reach towards you. But you have the the sort of you have uh, have it in your hand to be able to push it away. Uh, but you can feel that it's continuing to push towards you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. It's it's. it's, it's Still, still, thank, still thank, thank you, Mr. Lake. Yes. You. Good idea to bring it slightly closer to me. Uh, not quite so much force, thank you. I, can I can I possibly use my? Uh, I have a, a favor which is chill. Once per game, I can drop the temperature for a moment. Can I almost make it so that this this arm is, is or the blood possible. that's in there yes, is obviously you do exactly a, a, that extremely choleric humor. I'll, I'll try and freeze your it. Is that favor to? Uh, uh, to freeze the, the the blood, you can see for just a moment crystals uh, form over the surface of the the strand of blood. You strike it with the blade, uh, and this time uh, it's, and now I shall it, try and it, strike it, it shatters, through. Basically, basically the, the the point at which you strike it cuts oh. through the the blood. Uh, it doesn't quite spray. It kind of uh, almost turns to crystal dust. So for a moment, it's sort of. Uh, hideous snowflakes in the air almost the uh the blood having been chilled shatters um and the thread uh slides away um um splashes on the ground uh gilbert is still there staggering uh, one arm now half frozen by the uh the splinter of dagger caught in the joint um and at that point i think we have um we have Edgerton running back down the passageway. Um, yeah, saying, I bravely come back to help you, fellows. And you can see uh, there's a book lodged <laughs> underneath his arm. I say, I, 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 I survey this scene in front of me. Um, so I'm, I'm basically going to... Uh, I say, they're after us. <laughs> it's, you, you won't believe who it is up there. It's that bastard Marlow. <laughs> if they can... That they, flash bugger. I missed Marlow, you say. <laughs> No, I was uh, not much of it. I can't read, so I'm not. Really <laughs> uh, uh, um, I, I'm going to um, suggest then if they're going to, if he's called all those people, whoever they were, this way, why don't we run back, back the, way the way we came <laughs> yes. and climb back up the ladder 
and go out the front yeah. and, and try and scarper that way. But don't, don't forget, we have got a sort of half crazed robot. Oh, is, is that um, still is that still going? Mechanical uh, I, man. Yeah, stabbed it in the heart, it? but it doesn't seem to have stopped it completely. Yeah. Also, to be exploding... yeah, yeah. To be clear, Gage is um, has his hands sort of engulfed with blood from the the heart of Gilbert. So Gilbert and uh, Gage at this point are kind of joined at the oh. well, heart, heart to arm. You can see okay. that the blood's pulsing uh, across his skin. I'm going to put the book down, okay? And I'm going to try and grab um, uh, Gage and try and pull him backwards, try and separate him from this this cage he seems to have, or this horrible monstrosity he's got his arms stuck in. So for heaven's sake, Gage, what are you doing? Um, make, a, make a physical roll. Okay. All right. So that's D6 for me. I got a two. Maybe Okay, um, so uh, you pull as hard as you can, um, trying to uh, pull Gage free. Um, you can see the, the, the blood um, uh, clinging to his flesh. Uh, you pull hard as you can. You hear a pop and a tear. Um, uh, and um, Gage comes free. Uh, his hand uh, doesn't. Um, there is a uh, where there was numbness uh, Gage there is now just screaming agony as your Mm. hand has basically been torn from your arm at the uh, at the the wrist Uh, and there is just the you can see the end of the bone popping out of the the ragged flesh (laughs) sorry what else do you say Situation like that. I'm really sorry. I spoke your point of blood. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. I'm just trying to give you a hand. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I think um, you'll never play the man. <laughs> <really. laughs> okay. But yes, you're free to to step away from Gilbert. Is uh, screaming. You can see a silhouette. Yeah, in, well. in, in, yes. Funnily enough, Gilbert. <laughs> Gilbert and Gage's scream is like a chorus of agony oh, um, in D minor, and um, mm. yeah. Uh, so at the end of the uh, the passage that um, uh, that uh, Edgerton had just run back down, you can now see there is a silhouette uh, okay. at, at the top, uh, blocking out some of the the light coming down the we stairs. Need to, we need to go. We need to go. I'm going to grab Gage by his other hand and uh, <laughs> grab the book and basically start pegging it down the corridor. Yeah. Can, can, I, can I just lift Gage up and, and kind of run with him? He is pretty slight. Yeah, the, the slightest of all. Yeah. Of those, yeah. And, yeah. and we just need to, to wrap something around. I, I know, I know where you answer less than I did as well. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, isn't it? so what's the escape plan? The escape plan is run back <laughs> yeah. down the corridor. Trying, trying desperately to avoid falling down yeah. the uh, and ex- open trying to avoid fissure. the exploding rats. That's Ooh. also, and the face mm. is coming out of the blood puddles. Is is there a way to to, to get through the fissure as a as a shortcut? I mean, oh, well, that... yes. you sort of stamp it, and so it opens wider, and then mm. kind of drop Jump, down. Drop. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Effectively. <laughs> then you'll go down. Yeah, even so, can I? Um, yeah. can I... Right next to the exit. <laughs> can I? Um, can, yeah, I, brilliant. Can, I, can I create a mole a molehill on the fissure that will basically crack it open? 
Of course you can. Because that's my, my power. My, uh, <laughs> so. Your power is yes, to make a mole. <laughs> I, despite the pain, I concentrate, and the molehill appears kind of near the fissure and cracks yeah. it all over. Effectively, oh. he can either gather dirt to make a uh, a, a raised oh. uh, a raised heap, or he can draw the dirt away that's to make uh, make a hole. Yeah. Uh, but this that's this useful. is a, this is enough. Uh, basically, you drive the the dirt up uh, in in one push, which basically frees up several pieces of uh, the already broken masonry, which rattle and clatter down, opening the uh, the hole further. Uh, not quite creating a, a a slide down into the passage below, but certainly opening up the uh, the gap wide enough that you can all fit through it. Not not together, okay. one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll go down first, and then Mr. Fox, if you'll pass mm. me, Mr. Gage, and uh, no, let's Indeed. let's. You Indeed, the and then I think uh, Edgerton should go next, and then I'll go go down last. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you you all make it. You get down the hole. Uh, the, it is uh, 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 a. Uh, you can hear the the sounds, the clatter of of feet coming down the passage. You can also hear the the the, the shouts of of Gilbert swearing and and cussing at to whoever's <laughs> coming down the passage. You make it down into the passage below. Work your way the short distance back to the uh, the original storeroom that you found mm. yourself in, uh, and clamber uh, with all rapidity up the uh, the ladder to, yeah. to find the uh, the panel. You loose the mechanism, uh, open it to find yourself back in the house, uh, which is quiet. No evidence. Uh, it, the the door is hanging off its hinge. Um, and there's splinters of wood on the ground, uh, but there's no sign of any of the cloaked men uh, within the property. Let's go out the back. Can we break the ladder off at the top? <laughs> uh, yes, I'm sure Fox probably has the strength to do that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, have, I'll have a go at doing it, that. The top 10 feet of the ladder off so that mm. they can't get up. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, just, just as I'm climbing up, I'll kind of stamp on each rung, you know, for a few of them just to break it. Yes, uh, as a as a climb up, yeah. You shatter the lung, the the upper rungs of the ladder, uh, mm. rise to the top, uh, able to slam the the panel closed, um, mm. uh, and there's certainly furniture to be able to place in front of the panel as well. Um, okay, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab that sort of uh, Etruscan or pre-Etruscan okay. or whatever. I'm having that statue <laughs> as well. You grab well, the. Sta- <laughs> yeah, let's go at the back way. I've, okay. I've, I've lost, I've lost <laughs> four candles. <laughs> um, I'll get my money back. You, you, you make make your way uh, out uh, as fast as you can, carrying your uh, your, your newfound statuary with you, um, and uh, uh, while Fox uh, carries the uh, the still bleeding uh, um, uh, gauge uh, in his arms uh, as you make it out into the uh, in, into Deptford Village, um, making all speeds back towards the the, the docks with the the the, the book uh, lodged firmly underneath firmly under uh, Edgerton's arm. Edgerton's arm. Have um, you checked the book? Is is it? <laughs> is, it could be Gilbert's collective diaries I'm or something. Not, is that I'm a, not, you know? I'm not. 
I'm not reading anything out of any of these books. I've heard what can happen to the souls of people who do such things. It's 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 the collected works of Kit Marlowe. <laughs> um, the originals. We've made a horrible in, in the in the darkened passages uh, passages beneath Gilbert's house. Um, Kit Marlowe stands over the uh, fallen form of Gilbert, uh, extracting the blade of a silver dagger from uh, the heart of the, uh, the 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 strange half dead half living. Uh, creature that uh, had previously uh, um, caused you such uh, trouble. He turns to his hooded colleagues, uh, scowling at the loss of the book. Oh, I fear I will have to take bad news back and inform my uh, colleagues that all is not well. Uh, I fear that they will not take this news well at all. Uh, and he slopes off with his cloaked friends, uh, heading back into uh, uh, Deptford, um, cussing and swearing uh, upon your uh, the, the ill fate that led him to uh, such an unfortunate meeting uh, with the desanction. Thanks for listening to another exploration of my gaming vexes. If you've got any thoughts you'd like to add to what you've heard here, or a gaming vex of your own you'd like to offer up for discussion, you can contact me on Twitter, at AllAnthar, or you can leave a voice message. The link's on the podcast webpage on Anchor, or can be found in the show notes. Until the next time, may all your games be free of vexatiousness, and be excellent to each other, always.